Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Killing It on Peacock. Peacock. Killing It is on our network. I want to open this episode by saying that I saw an article recently that was talking about the new Natasha Leone show that's directed by ryan johnson we got to knives out and yeah. it's gonna be on peacock and i didn't read this article because it was titled i don't remember the name of the show but this show is peacock's first much watch show must watch show and i immediately dismissed the article because fuck that shit right I'm absolutely wrong uh but to get back to killing it this is not a must watch show <laughs> I enjoyed this okay, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it's gotten really good reviews. Um, I didn't know anything about it until I was picking the show for us this week, and I just pulled up Peacock and pulled up Originals, and I saw it, and I saw Craig Robinson, and I was like, yeah, done. We almost watched this show like three months ago when I picked it, but then something else came up, and we're like, no, fuck that. We're watching that instead. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Because I remember the premise of this and thought, like, yeah, that could be interesting. Craig, I enjoyed Craig Robinson, and I don't remember the actress's name in this, but... Claudia O'Doherty. Yeah. I really like her. I think she's very funny. What, what else have I seen her in? She's in Love on Netflix, mm-hmm. and she's in Our Flags Mean Death. Uh, don't... If she was, it wasn't the first two episodes I saw, and that's all I've watched. It's something else. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Okay, you look it up, and then we'll figure that out, and then we'll tell everybody what the show is about. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what the show is about? This show is following Craig Robinson's character, whose name is... Craig. Craig, that's right. Craigery. They got lazy with it. Uh, doing So, calling somebody whose name is Craig, Craigery, or... Um, God, what are some other examples? Jim in the office. Jimothy, called Jimothy. Jimothy yeah. or uh, if somebody's name is Bill, me calling them Billiam. I, you know, doing that is one of my favorite things to do. Oh, just, it is. just taking somebody's name and extending it in ways that it clearly was never meant to be extended. Gregory is an ambitious. I won't even say young man. He's in his 40s. An ambitious man who is trying to buy a plot of land in the swamplands so that he can grow a, I can't remember the name of the type of berry, um, but a berry that helps with prostate inflammation and is struggling to get a bank loan. And his brother is a criminal, but we don't know in what ways other than he probably robbed a bank while he, while his brother was the security guard um, who's trying to convince him to join his life of crime or whatever. But Gregory is dead set on living his father's legacy or whatever and like doing things the right way which we saw a little bit of at the beginning of the episode he's down on his luck everything breaks bad he gets to this interview with a bank officer or whatever and is getting ubered there by whatever her name is claudia is that her name on the show no okay the actress claudia is an eccentric uber driver who stops in the middle of nowhere to kill a snake because as she reveals there's a basically a bounty out for Burmese pythons in the state of Florida where they're at uh, because people were adopting them and then leaving them out in the swamps when they got too big. 
And by the end of the episode, Gregory has found out that there's a contest or something to kill the most snakes next month. And this prize money is the exact amount that he wants slash needs for this plot of land. I looked it up that bounty on the pythons is a real thing. I didn't look it up. I The second they said it, I thought, yeah, not only does that A, seem like a very Florida thing to do, B, it seems like a very American thing to need to do because of that exact reason. People just fucking getting pets they can't handle. And, and I know that this is Florida, so this might not be the case, but I would like to think that you have to at least go through like a day-long training program and get a license. To kill snakes? For, th- for this? Yeah. You need a license to kill a deer? Okay, so are you talking hypothetically or do you need to know if there's training or not? I was talking hypothetically, but what did you find out? I'm filling out an application right now. An application for what? Shut up. Are you registering as a snake hunter in Florida? Goddamn right. <laughs> okay, so up until now, it's just been demographic information, but let me start getting into the questions they're actually asking. Are you at least 18 years old? Yes. Yeah, you're way older than 18, I'm dude. Way, I'm at least I'm at least twice that old. Do you have a valid driver's license? Of course. Do I have an iOS or Android mobile device? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Do you agree to download and utilize required GPS tracking software? Okay. You do? I've, dude, I've that's said, how they track I've you. I've said yes for now. I don't give a shit if Florida's tracking me. Fuck them. What if you murder somebody and then they catch you? If they catch me in Florida, they can have me. <laughs> have you ever been convicted of a felony or wildlife-related offense in the last seven years? No. They, they Not that I'm willing to tell you about. They didn't catch you for uh, running that um, elk brothel? The look on your face as you were filling out the Mad Lib that you had just created for yourself. Way funnier than the joke itself. <laughs> um, do I agree to sign a waiver of liability with no presentation of said waiver of liability, by the way? Just do I agree to it without having seen it? So, yes, of course. Okay. Do I agree to use an electronic data collection app? You've already asked to get, like, GPS, whatever. So I said yes. I'm not done yet. I just, these questions are getting wilder, and I want to answer them as they go. So, so now they're going to know where you are and what type of porn you're looking at on your phone yes, while you're which there. which is very important <laughs> as I'm killing pythons. Do you have a bank account and agree to receive all payments via direct deposit? Of course I do. How many hours do you anticipate dedicating to this program each week? Zero. (laughs) How many target species, e.g. Burmese pythons, have you captured? Zero. Have you participated as an assistant in the python elimination program? No. This program requires you to humanely euthanize pythons. Are you willing to perform this task? Of course. Any other relevant experience? I watched killing it <laughs> just the first episode put that in parentheses <laughs> just the first episode humanely so you can't just kill them with a hammer uh, we'll, we'll see they haven't told me what they think humanely means it is florida by the way humanely could just mean giving it some bath salts and letting its brain bleed uh are you currently an employee of the south florida water management district no u.s veteran no that's it submit 
Which my response it? was submitted. That's it. Nothing? Did you provide an email address? Yes, I did earlier. Check your email. Um, but we'll find out. Uh, maybe I'll have an update next week whether or not I get <laughs> permitted to, to <laughs> fucking kill pythons in Florida. Ugh. I'm looking to see, like, there's an, FA, there's an FAQ, and I'm looking to see any questions about humanely and what that means, but it's not on here. Can firearms be used to remove pythons? Yes. Was there, like, a little winky emoticon next to the humanely? Yeah, but it's a snake winking. <laughs> okay, so, where do you want to start on this show? I want to start at the beginning very good place to start not the very beginning which was fine it was kind of funny it was him talking through the fourth wall supposedly about how he became so rich and powerful and then we're doing your favorite trope of six years earlier or whatever it was um but you know the scene after that where we go back to 1988 and see them in the store this is a funny haha show i didn't I didn't need his dad to get shot within the first five minutes of this show. Yeah. Not just shot, ostensibly shot and killed. Yeah. Uh, oh, what if we find out that their dad is still alive? And he's a snake wizard. Episode two. Let's just jump right into it. So he's a snake wizard. What What is being a snake wizard mean? I'm glad you ask. It means... That anytime someone's making a potion, <laughs> uh huh, he just comes by and is like, you maybe want a little snake in that. But then he doesn't do that and he just summons a bunch of snakes and they kill people because snake wizards are evil. Do they speak uh, parcel tongue? Of course. So you think maybe he's just like Snape? Oh, dude, Snape in Snake? Whoa. <laughs> dude, no one's ever thought of that. Kind of like how Dumbledore rhymes with Gryffindor. What? What else is there? McGonagall and... Hufflepuff? <laughs> was she Hufflepuff? No. She, she was Gryffindor. She was Gryffindor, wasn't she? Yeah. You know, uh, Professor Schmuffle Schmuff? Uh-huh. And how they were in Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, yeah, this show was kind of brutal at times. There was that. There was the iguana on, in the wind. That that was funny. Was it? I, I, I laughed at that a bit. It went on too long. <laughs> but it wasn't dead. It was just sleeping. It was an iguana falling on top of a car. And then Craigery. Craig Trying to get the iguana off of the car with his windshield wipers, uh, but it just moving the iguana around. Now that I describe it, it's funny. It was kind of funny. It w- it went on too long. It was a little like that episode of Family Guy where Peter's trying to like get a dead frog out of the house and it's just taking forever to get it up the windowsill. But it was kind of funny. Um, if you want to talk about brutal, how about the six minutes or so we dedicated to brutally bludgeoning, bludgeoning and then decapitating a snake to death? Yeah, that was going to be the next thing I brought up in this list. I didn't forget. Oh, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to forget. Uh, it was it was a lot of horrifying. And yeah, 
that that humane thing just kind of flew out the window, didn't it? Too. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's why I asked him. You could just hit him with a hammer because that's what uh, Jillian, who's Claudia's character's name. Oh, there did. you go. I looked. I looked. I didn't recall it. I looked it up while you were rambling on about some bullshit. Yeah, that's fine. I do that all the time. <laughs> Look shit up while I'm rambling around about some bullshit. Dude, I got to figure out what those berries were because I need to invest and or eat in those berries. Possibly both, given your advanced age. Yeah. His pitch was backwards, by the way. He was like, prostate enlargement is something that can inflict men that are 40 or 50 or even 60 years old. He needed to go backwards from 60 and work his way down to 40. The funniest thing about this was his brother's partner in crime who was wearing those shitty contact lenses. Yeah, the big gold contact lenses and he like, kept running into they shit. They make you look like a wizard. And he's like, no, they make you run into shit. And then that's just all he kept doing. Yeah, he that was funny. Honestly, that actor, the actor that played his brother was great. I don't, I thought I recognized him. I'm not sure from what, but he was funny. Yeah. You got very excited there for a second. Their dad is a snake wizard with golden eyes. And that kid is in cahoots with him. And he's wearing those. He's a snake wizard apprentice. Yeah, he's a snake wizard apprentice. And he's like infiltrating the two brothers and like spying on them for the snake wizard dad. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense that he's spying on them for the dad. I thought he was spying on them because he knew he like a snake prophecy that his son was going to be the the one that brought about the destruction of all these Burmese pythons. I, I think you're onto something there. Snake wizard, snake wizard apprentice, snake prophecy, mm-hmm. also known as prophecy. <laughs> to be clear, Wait, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing this hard, not at my joke, but it's your reaction to my joke. Which is like seeing a mirror, because I'm sure that's exactly how I look when you make those jokes. Go on. I have my real reaction to that to that joke. Uh, so I'll just edit that out, and I'll just do this. That's a terrible joke, Eric. Okay. Offensive. <laughs> Offensive to snakes. No, is since, that... since you were being me, I was being you. I think your first reaction was more genuine. I don't think I just say, that's a terrible joke, Michael. I think I roll my eyes and shake my head and refuse to engage more often than I say, that's a terrible joke, Michael. I'll just go listen to all our past episodes and find all the instances that you say that and edit it in, right? Hold on. So whatever enterprising individual uh, put together the Cinnamon Wizard website, I need a counter on that website as well of the number of times I've said, that's a terrible joke, Michael. Or, you know, some variation of it. I'm not I'm not being ridiculous here. <laughs> That's usually my job. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to get bank loans. And he's explicitly getting denied bank loans because he's black. Yeah. That's it's, illegal. That's where you and I working at a bank makes this even harder to stomach. It's just like, no, that, like, you literally can't do that. It's, <laughs> you can't deny people loans because of their race. At least, and I think the dumbest part about all this is I'm certain that there are banks that are doing that. Yeah. I I am also certain that those banks aren't saying, well, we found that blacks uh, have a harder time paying their loans, so we're just not going to give them anymore, which is quite literally what was said to him. Yes. 
Um, by his boss. By his boss. <laughs> after, after his boss was like, "Oh, I thought you wanted to talk to me about how I was Shaquille O'Neal for and I wasn't wearing black face. Yeah. It was just on my chest and arms. <laughs> I know the rules." And why in that moment, Gregory did not leverage that white guilt into getting that loan is beyond me. Because he's not a good salesperson. The legitimate question for any loan officer that I can think of is, why on earth, if this is such a highly sought after thing by pharmaceutical companies, would you be able to buy this tract of land for $20,000? Right. If this was if this berry was so sought after by pharmaceutical companies and it could be only be grown in this area of Florida, Pfizer would have bought up all the land in that area of Florida already. Precisely. But that's not how he's going to make his money. He's going to make his money because he's going to get a plot of land with a bunch of pythons on it. Is one guess of mine. Another guess of mine is at the end of the season. We learned that he's not actually rich and he's just like posing or or uh, there's some circumstance where he's like dressed up like that and pretending to be all rich. Maybe he's maybe he works in this mansion also and he's like dressing up in the owner's clothes and like role playing and like goofing off with the maid or something. Third guess. This plays into our episode two where his father is a snake wizard. Yeah. Um, he's spying on them. Yes. He's actually uh, the chosen one um, and is a preternaturally strong snake wizard himself. Um, and he utilizes his relationship with his criminal brother to use snakes on heists. Dude. No. Dude. Snake heist. Dude. Every time he kills a snake, he gets more snake power. So that's all you have to do to become a snake wizard? That doesn't seem like... No, you have to be like... Like, you have to be the chosen one. This is like... He's got the snake powers inside of him, but they get unlocked and grow with each snake that he kills. You don't have that snake power, Eric. Kill as many snakes as you want. And I have. I kill snakes all the fucking time and you know no what? snake po- powers. I've let snakes bite me over and over and over repeatedly. Radioactive ones, too. No snake powers. You know what? I can honestly say also, I kill as many snakes as I want to. So then we're both living our best snake killing lives. <laughs> right. Mine is zero. I... In this this fictional universe you've created, unlike the very real universe we were just living in with snake wizards and shit. No, there's still snake wizards. Your snake wizard, like, I don't know that I would call that a snake wizard if your job is killing all the snakes. That just, it, okay, so he ends up killing all the snakes and becoming the one and there's no snakes left. left. Years down the line, he's super powerful still because he's killed all the snakes and has all the snake powers. But people are going to forget what snakes are. So when they call him the snake wizard, he's going to be like, yeah, there were this thing that I killed all of. Okay. Here's here's some options. Okay. We can either turn this into some sort of Highlander type of thing. Okay. It sounds like that's where you want to go. Uh, well, another good option, I think, is that he has to kill the snakes to get the snake powers. But his dad is a snake wizard. And that's not how it works for him. He, like, creates and uses snakes. So they're, like, like... 
do you think fucking <laughs> everybody i just pounded my fists together and eric <laughs> thought that that was fucking so um <laughs> no what i was gonna say before that joke presented itself to me it was uh do you think his dad in this instance calls himself a snake wizard but really he just owns a lot of snakes a lot of snakes in like tubes that are tied to his body every once in a while he has to like he like he can usually get the snakes out pretty seamlessly but every once in a while one of the tube openings gets stuck yeah he's got to like flap his armor or he's got to like undo his robe and like reach in there there's at least one joke of him flapping his armor out and then a dead snake pops out and he's like "Ah, i forgot to feed that one (laughs) so that's episode two yeah, I think we have two solid episode two options there that we just presented people with, which is, frankly, bang for your buck you don't normally get from this podcast. Yeah, so what we could do is everybody can dial in to 1-900-CINNAMON-WIZARD and then hit one for Eric's and two for mine, and then it'll read you the option. So you hit one, and it'll tell you that story. You hit two, it'll tell you that story. Please be aware that you're getting charged by the minute, and these stories are very long. Uh Uh-huh. That's all. Okay. 1-900-CINNAMON-WIZARD. Oh, wait, hold on. 1-900-CINNAMON-WIZARD. If that phone number doesn't work for you, what you can do is you can go on to Apple Podcasts and where uh, you see the subscribe button that you're not actually subscribing to the podcast there. That's you weighing in on your uh, which story you prefer or whatever. You just have to think about it and click subscribe. Yeah. Unless you- it says un- like don't unsubscribe. Because then you're fucking all this up for everyone. Yeah, what you could do is you could go on there, you could hit the subscribe button, and then you could leave four stars for mine or five stars for Eric's. We we might want to flip that. <laughs> okay. Four stars for Eric's and five stars for mine. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if you don't have a preference, just five stars is fine. I, I, I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jillian, one of my favorite lines was, I'm not one of those weird Uber drivers that doesn't talk. That was pretty funny. She had she had a lot of good lines yeah. in this episode. I don't know. You don't take Uber that often, do you? Rarely. Yeah, I take Ubers every once in a while. Like if Shay and I are going to go for a night on the town, which isn't often, we'll Uber. They always talk. And I always hear jokes about the no conversation option. I've never found it, but I don't mind chit-chatting. I do mind, and I think my body language gives that off because I have probably been the number of Ubers I've been, I can count on one hand, and I don't know that I've ever had a talker. But I think I just give off a vibe of I really don't want to talk. You know who I don't want to talk to? Barbers. That's why I went bald, so I didn't have to go to barbers and talk to them. I also hate talking to hairstylist or whatever uh, which is unfortunate 
I had uh, I had stayed with my previous hairstylist for three years, even though she wasn't doing a great job there towards the end because she just was quiet. Rarely asked me questions. The only thing we would talk about because she found I we talked about the podcast once, so she would ask about any what shows we've been watching lately, so that we could she could have some suggestions. Um, I'm not sure she ever listened to the podcast, but anyway, she ended up going into realty or whatever, so I had to find a new place. This new one does my hair so much better, but Jesus Christ, is she a talker? Oh my God, it is, it's excessive. The first person I went to at this new place was not a talker and I loved her except for the fact that she was no joke 410 and so I had to stand on a box to cut my hair and it just took forever because she was having to move that around all the time. For those of you that don't know Eric in real life, he's like seven feet tall. I was going to say three feet too, but yeah, <laughs> seven feet is closer. <laughs> she just starts going off about because she's from Australia, so she starts talking about all the famous people from Australia. And so she's like, have you seen the movie Grease? I'm not going to. I tried her accent. I'm going to uh, abandon that. Was that you trying it yeah. just now? All right, cool. Well, we all learned something today. Go on. <laughs> have you seen the movie Grease? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I've seen the movie Grease. And he goes, Olivia Newton-John's from Australia. Sandy from Greece. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. And then there's a pause. She goes, do you know who Nicole Kidman is? Also from Australia. Consistently, she was the funniest thing in... That's not true. I still think his brother was the funniest. Because later, when he has to color his brother back after that job went... Or the the loan application went through. And his brother previously said, Don't worry, you'll call me back when this falls through. You know, being an asshole. And he calls him back and he's like, I want to help you with that job you were talking about. He's like, oh, the illegal one? The one with crime? I don't know why, but his delivery of that killed me. So I guess in conclusion, we Maybe. both recommend that you watch this show. At least the first episode. I don't I I might be watching more of this. We're talking me into watching more of this. I might watch more of it too. Like I was expect like I said from the cast, uh I was expecting it to be enjoyable. Uh one of the creators of the show was I think Parks and Rec, co-created Parks and Rec. Dan Gore, David Gore. Um, yeah, Dan Gore, award-winning uh, writer, producer, and director for Parks and Rec, and was executive producer and co-creator of the award-winning Fox NBC series Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up. This Killing It uh, was renewed for a second season here recently. So, oh, very nice. So it's doing well enough to keep sticking around, which is good, because or surprising, because... It's like 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess it's I'm less surprising about the show itself because like we've been talking about, it, it's pretty funny. Uh, more surprising about the state of streaming. It seems like even Netflix is getting in on this. Like we're going to cancel everything and stop airing some things so that we can get some tax write-offs. And it's, it, the, it's the wild west out there, which is why it's very important that everybody leave a rating or review, uh, on this podcast so that we can become certified reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes, which is uh, step two of our 20 step process to creating our new streaming service. I had a more follow up. Oh, please do. We misunderstood the mole.
I've watched the whole thing. Okay. Is uh, it finished now? Yeah. Because I know they were releasing it weekly at one point. It's but finished. I think we got yeah. in on it pretty late. So the guy who won was Will. The Thor. Thor. Yep. Okay. Here's what we didn't get. And it must have just been assumed. Did they not explain it or did we not get it? We did not get it. Okay. And it wasn't it wasn't explicitly explained. It just must have been a uh, thing like from watching previous epi- series of them. So, what's going on in this show is they have to take quizzes on who the mole, who they think the mole is, and whoever gets worst is gets kicked off. What that created in the show was you know you're not the mole. You want everybody else to think that you're the mole so that they all vote for you and get kicked off the show and you keep going. So what that what that caused was every fucking person is sabotaging every mission to make them everybody else think that they're the mole. So everybody is screwing up on purpose. And that is why the whole thing was like all the missions were all shitty and everything. So. That's why they all wanted suspicion on themselves and, and everything. And so the the actual mole did do some stuff, but can just like sit back and relax and watch like everybody just tear it down. That is so telling about maybe not society, but I'm going to go ahead and pin it on society that people would rather get people kicked off than expend their efforts to make it so that there's a pool of money that is larger for everyone to potentially win. Like we're we're so focused on being the last person standing that we're ignoring the fact that you are actively causing your the, the amount of money that you can even potentially win to dwindle as you sabotage these fucking things. One person who was not the mole, which was the airline pilot, was not the mole. Okay. Uh who was the mole, by the way? Uh Kessie, I think was her name. Okay. They had like twenty eight thousand dollars and you could bid on an exemption and she bid $25,000 to get an exemption to not be kicked off of the show. All but three grand of what they had. So she bid 25,000 and because she won that money got taken out of their pool. Yep. How did they not all immediately know it was her? That's so fucked. No, it was her. What as the mole? She wasn't the mole. What the fuck was she? I thought you just said, was it Kezi that was doing it or somebody else? Uh, the the pilot was the one who made that bid. So she could get an exemption to not get kicked off of the show. For one week. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking by my statement. This is society. I will say, the pot did get up to about 100 grand. That's what I saw. And the winner, Thor, did not do any sabotages he just like straight up played the game and tried to add as much money to the pot that he wanted. Like he was the most uh, straightforward player in the game and he ended up winning. Did they keep the, I would assume so, but like, was there anything interesting about the secret missions at all throughout? Nope. They didn't, they didn't do it anymore. Are you fucking serious? That to me was the only thing that was interesting about this was, Oh my God. And uh, Netflix has no clue what it's doing. Do they? I just have one more one more thing to tell you about this show. Two, maybe three more times throughout the course of the show, they had to use maps and gave it to the fucking airline pilot. 
that, watched the whole thing, dude. That was the producers realizing that they didn't have enough content and they needed a joke to milk. And so they just kept forcing them to give it to the pilot. That's the only explanation that makes any fucking lick of sense. Well, I, uh, I mean, it all turns into things like, well, she screwed up the last time that she had a map. Let's give her a map again to see if she screws it up again. She might be the mole. That type of thing. It's really interesting. You should watch it. I have no desire. <laughs> I have no desire. They, the fact that there's no more secret missions sucked all the fun out of it for me. Yeah. Because I think there's something there. I don't think the way they handled it works great, but I do think there's something there about this idea that there are secret missions. I sh- just think that they shouldn't have told them until some other time. I'm just not. I'm still working it out. Oh, well, you got anything else? No, I don't. Want to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about the subscribing and leaving a review, so I'm not going to say it again. Check out the website. It's episode1podcast.com. A lot of good content on there. Yeah. I mean, the 160 episodes of our podcast now. Check out cinnamonwizard.com. Check out cinnamonwizard.com. Hashtag not an ad. Um, yeah, that's all. Thanks, Boz D, for the theme song. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Yeah.